Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, so I'm reading this book and it's forcing me to reflect on some of my past experiences. And I was thinking about when I was a director and then I kind of remembered that being a director can be very lonely. It's a lonely position at times and I feel like no one ever talks about that. Um, Because sometimes I would feel isolated, um, although, which is kind of weird because I'm around so many people daily and weekly, but I feel I felt isolated and away from everybody. Um, I guess because I am the only person on site with the responsibility for the entire program. I mean, depending on your school structure, you may have a management team and each person is responsible for certain things. But as a director, it can be lonely because you're responsible for it all. And everybody wants you like everybody wants you. Everyone that's above you, any supervisors, they're always looking at you. You need you need I need I need is pretty much what you get. And then even everyone that you are supervising there, I need to ask you, I need this. I need that. You're kind of being pulled in many directions and no one really understands what you go through except for another director. Um, hmm. Because to me, the director is the most influential person in the school. And as a director, you have to be very conscientious of what you say. So you sometimes aren't able to have conversations or say certain things because things can be taken different ways. So it makes you feel mute sometimes. I think loneliness is compounded if the director is in a new setting. So here's a question. Is it lonelier for a director to be hired or promoted from within a school or if they're hired from outside a school? I think that's a really good question because there's two different takes on it. I feel like if you're promoted from within, I feel like it it hampers your ability to be a change agent. Um, because you've been privy to that information that an outsider that an outsider wouldn't have had. You kind of understand and it makes you a little more sympathetic to problems because you're like, oh, well, I know so-and-so is going through this. Even if they're trash, let's say you have a horrible teacher and you're like, yeah, I know they're going through this and I'm going through that. It, it hinders your ability to make the change that's needed. Whereas someone from the outside coming in and they're like, I see that's not right. And it is what it is. You need to get on board, ship up or shape out. Um, I actually think sometimes that promoting from within um, can actually make you a part of the problem. So is it better or easier for a newly hired director to be familiar with the norms, the values, the way the company is? Or are newcomers better off coming from the outside? I can say for me, uh, my first time being a director, I was transferred from one school to another. The school that I was transferring to or transferred to, um, 
the school was underperforming where they used to be. They had a few changes that had stopped that. And the school that I was currently at was a high performing school. So I was expected to come in, fix all these problems on top of the first time being a director. And it was it was difficult in the beginning. I was coming in, so no one really knew me. Um, they knew my name through the company, but they didn't know me. So now they're having that ability to work with me. And as I'm coming in, I'm able to see things that no one else sees because they're a part of the problem. They're, they're doing the same exact things every single day. And I'm coming in like, why, why are y'all doing that? Like, you know, That's not what we do. You know, you're making extra work. Me coming in, I was able to clean house really quickly because I didn't have that background information, but it did make me lonely as well because I didn't have anyone on my team. Everyone was pissed at me and it did take me a while to get a few people to be on my team to see what I was doing. And they're like, oh, I get it. Okay. I can support, I can support them. Now I didn't win everybody over, but um, I won a few over, so I guess that was a good thing. But, And I also wonder, hmm, could it be that loneliness isn't just because of having social isol isolation, but the need to preserve confidentiality? Because you are privy to certain information that everyone else isn't, and you can't share that information. Um, staff members confide in you about lots of things. Sometimes you can see someone and say, hey, what's going on? Um, I see that, you know, you're having a rough time in your class. And next thing you know, just things just flow out. They have nothing to do with the job because we are therapists. We are counselors. We are social workers. And so they'll start telling you about problems with their children, their marriage. Um, hell, I love the ones that are super honest and like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your career choices then. And where do you want to move to? And their difficulties with that and issues they have with other colleagues or issues that they're having with managers that they don't like. And you are expected to have not just the knowledge, but the wisdom to navigate that. And that's another part that's really difficult as well is being able to have the wisdom being seasoned enough to be able to navigate and help everyone, but at the same time, not giving advice or support in a way that would be damaging. It's a lot happening as a director, so it can really make you lonely. And I hadn't thought about that in a while until I was reading, and I was like, that was really sad at one point or two for me, where it felt like I was on a team by myself. And I wasn't a part of the day-to-day -day interactions with everyone else. And um, I'm always on the phone dealing with problems and having conversations with teachers individually. And then I can't share everything or I can share things with certain people, but I couldn't share it with other people. It is lonely and it is sad sometimes. But hey, it's the job that we chose to do because we want to be uh, so we want to create social change and amazing things for these children. So it is the cross that we bear. And on that note, we'll be right back. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So I decided to write a helpful guide best practices for center program and activity directors. It's short and to the point. 
It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jer Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. We as educational leaders, we have to model learning. Directors, you have to model learning for your school, for your teachers. I know directors usually don't think of themselves as instructional leaders, but they are. We are. We are those things. Um, we should always be learning. I'm actually reading two books right now. One is shoutouts to basic training for residential child care workers and supporting beginning teachers. Right now, I'm looking at how things have changed. So I'm attempting to find new ways of training and working with staff. To me, I feel like if you aren't learning, you're not learning how practices have changed. Um, we're working in a field that is always changing. Things that worked 30 years ago don't work today. The traumas that we had in our educational journey, things that should not have happened, that, we, that was done to us, we've learned over time is not best practices. Things that happened 10 years ago, things that happened five years ago. Four years ago, hell, two years ago, some of these things just do not work. I mean, because these children today, totally different. This staff today, totally different than what we had even two years ago. And because of the change in society from, you know, people that are working right now, the Generation X, then the Millennials, then the Gen Z... It's just a lot happening. So we have to look at ways of um, creating new practices and looking and saying, you know what, that worked and that doesn't work. And especially with COVID, um, these children um, have definitely changed since COVID. I mean, a lot of them have a lack of socialization skills. They're academically behind. They have behavior problems. All of these things have escalated. And what are we doing? How are we learning to address these behaviors? So we have to sometimes take time to say, hey, I need to learn something new. And because I'm learning something new, you need to share that love of learning with your staff to say, hey, we all need to be trying to learn new things because the world is different. Um, the way that we see things is different. Knowing that these are challenges that we're having as directors or instructional leaders, how are we learning to navigate these waters now? Each state's child care licensing does require a certain amount of hours each year to be done, which is in theory a good thing if you're actually doing it for the right reason. I've seen people that just retake the exact same classes just to say that they're done with it. They look at it as, well, I just need to get it done because it's a requirement. How are we expected to educate and grow and show by example to these children on what they should be doing if we're not doing it ourselves? If we're not modeling learning, if we're not taking the required courses and trying to learn something new, especially with everything going on in the world. That's where it all should begin. We really need to start practicing what we preach because even sometimes I've seen directors where 
They're expecting their teachers to learn all of these things. They're expecting their teachers to grow. They're expecting their teachers to be amazing. And they haven't done shit for themselves in the last 15 years. I just think it's a little hypocritical. If they're looking at you to be a leader, for you to show them how to do it, what are you showing them? How not to be, (laughs) what not to do? So we really have to put on the lens of learning So we really have to put on that hat of learning and show that we are attempting to grow and to learn. So we do have to model that learning. So that's all that I have for you guys today. So I want you guys to have a really good week. Don't feel lonely. You're not alone, um, even though it can be lonely. And make sure that you're learning and reading something new so that you can change with times. Until next time. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.